We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I do wonder, and I know there are people that are close to Kraft who wonder, if he can turn on the humanity in that final meeting, does that sway Robert Kraft, who not only has committed to him for another year contractually, and so we'll be owing him money if he does plan on firing Bill Belichick. But for someone who is, I think in a good way, an emotional person who, whose strength might be in his humanity. And, and so does he flip that switch, Bill Belichick, when he steps into his boss's office about a week from today? Oz, humanity switch. That's a good Vampire Diaries reference. Excuse me? Oh, when Elena flipped her humanity switch, she went on a, a dark, dark spot. Mego, I don't know if you know this, but Jones is a big fan of the Vampire Diaries. He's mentioned that, but a that's just... big fan. Flipping your humanity switch sounds a little oh, it's, well, I, sexy is, to me. Bill is flipping his on. Elena, of course, flipped hers off. So you, is Damon that where... many years ago flipped where, his off. Is that where a vampire just, like, doesn't have any empathy? Yes, correct. Yes. So they go berserker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they just uh, full Jack the Ripper, yes. And when did you do this? <laughs> oh, when I was much, much was younger. It like around... I believe... I, I've told this, was it around 2015? I've told this story many times on the air. I I, I think when I fir- when the world first what let me down... radicalized you? It was when... It was <laughs> radicalized when, Jones? When the Patriots... Was it Nick News? No, no, when the Patriots lost to the Packers, and I was just, you know, catatonic in that Super Bowl, Desmond Howard... Brett Favre ripped my guts out, and I, I, we, my father drove me and my sister to school the next day, and I was just not talking in the back seat. And my dad goes, uh, "You don't have to go to school today." I, I was, I was, uh, you know, the, the I, I was truant, and then my sister's like, "Awesome," and he's like, "No, no, no you're going." <laughs> and so, wow, this explains a lot. Special treatment, Jones. I think from there, yes, exactly. I think from there, I've just been let down by because you're the uh, firstborn, right? Yes, I'm the older one. Yes, so yeah. we, he made the younger sibling go. While I was crying in the back seat, so I think that's where the world let me down, and I uh, I turned on the world. Firstborn uh, is the favorite. Uh, sure, uh, but hour it number is. two here on Jones and Mega with Arkham. We'll talk to Dan Orlovsky coming up about a half an hour from now at three thirty. He makes his weekly appearance. We'll go back to the Celtics at four o'clock as well. Brian Scalabrini is going to join us. I'm sure, he's looking forward to talking about what will prevent the Celtics from winning a title. Uh, so we'll do that coming up. When it comes to Bill flipping on the humanity and a little bit of charm and saving his job. I got to be honest, if that if Robert Kraft is that easily swayed and I don't think he is, I believe the reporting of Tommy Curran, but like if he's that easily swayed and really that's what it's all coming down to. It would be so frustrating because I don't turn it over to Jonathan. Well, sure that (laughs) but I just you know what I can't do. I can't do this again. I can't do this year and last year again. I'm not going to do it for a third year in a row. And if Robert Kraft thinks next year will be any different bringing back Bill Belichick with a new quarterback, I have news for him. It won't be. I can't do this again. I can't do the Patriots are 4-8, and eight, and now we spend two months of is Bill back, is Bill not back. We did some of that last year. We've done months and months of that this year because I really genuinely think he's gone, whereas I was trying to wish cast it in the past. I just I can't do another year of that. I can't do another year of... It's November, the year's over, the team sucks, 
Is Bill staying? Is Bill going? What do they do? I can't do another year of that. And if Robert wants another year of that, he wants to sign up for another year of that, shame on him. If he's going to let Bill Belichick pull the wool over his eyes because he flips the charm for 45 minutes in an exit interview. The flip as, went switch. As Bill Perry said, thank you, Rob, uh, Rob Bradford. If that's, if that's where we're at, I can't do that again. I can't do another year of this next year, Mego. I can't. I can understand how most people would, I don't want to say fall for it, but I guess like be more open to it, be uh, swayed by it more because Bill is a person of such extreme stature. And when he does that, when he shines his light on you, it's very warm in that light. But I would think that Robert Kraft, someone who's worked with Bill for 25 years, and has once described him as like, what is it, the biggest a hole in his life? Or but he's our a hole. Yeah. The but, what? But he's our a hole. Yes. He's, yeah. a, okay. he's a giant pain in the ass, but he's our pain in the ass. Something like that. Right. Yeah. And that he kind of knows. Like, I'm sure he's seen many different sides of Bill. And will he let himself be manipulated that way? I'm sure there's a part of Robert Kraft who's looking for a reason to keep Bill and hold on to the dynasty era. And I understand why a lot of Patriots fans also feel that way. They don't want to completely sever themselves from the dynasty eras. But look at what's happening in real time. Everything else is moving on without you. Whether Bill is here or not, everybody else has moved on. Like, your locker room, for the most part, has moved on. Matthew Slater is probably going to retire this year. Definitely. You, your core of your locker room is no longer of those eras. And Bill is not does not operate the same way with personnel that he did. I'm not sure that he operates as the same week weekly and game day coach. And so... It's like you just at some point you just gotta let go. You gotta be brave enough to just let go and so, move on. This is what bothers me too, and I'm happy you just said it the way you did. It's like, have you paid attention to this year? They sh- isn't it clear now they should have moved on last year? Like, isn't that clear? Isn't yes. that obvious? They should have moved on last year. So you brought them back. But you know, I understand why they did fine. it because you, there was an easy thing fine. to point to and say it was the offensive coordinators. Yeah, that's a which big was, problem. Which was Bill's fault, but fine. <laughs> not, not to relitigate all of that, but like that was Bill's fault. That was a fireable offense. He should have been fired then. He got a whole extra year out of it. And he, he should have been gone last year. Now you're going to bring him back again? Like I just, I, I can't do, I can't do another year, Arkan, where they're two and six. It's the beginning of or middle of October. And we're like, hey, are they actually going to make the move with Bill? Like I can't. I can't imagine Robert Kraft signing up for that again, but I I don't want to do that. I don't know why he would. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. And that's sort of where I am as well because, listen, as far as Belichick's legacy and everything, fine. We know it's not really going to get touched here, even if it's another bad season. But if you bring him back and then, like you said, start the year 2-6 and or whatever, you know, and it's just this miserable slog of a season again, and we got to go through the entire conversation. Well, do they? Is he a lame duck coach? Like, what's going to happen there? Like, are they going to? Everybody going to come back out of the woodwork when they win a game to go to three and uh, twelve at the end of the year and start crowing about how they didn't give up again? Like, I can't do that either. Our I camp. really can't. Like, this has been a miserable season. Yeah, it's even bigger than that though, because you can't ignore what's up in the air in this off season. With picking a quarterback, with yeah. the, all the money that you have to spend in free agency, this is a pivotal, 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 like pivotal, pivotal, yeah, pivotal point for your franchise. And it's overwhelming. 
I think that if you bring in a new GM and you have Gerard Mayo or somebody completely from the outside in as a head coach, especially if they're a first-time head coach, your results are still not going to be good next season. I think your record is not going to be good next season. It may be better than this season, hopefully, but you're in a serious rebuild. It's a lot of things to flip all at once. That's not... that that's not a reason not to try to overhaul. Well, things, Jones though. thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl. I was going to say, I, I think I think they have a much better chance of being a playoff team next year, not win the Super Bowl, but a playoff team. Sure, crappy teams make the playoffs all the time in the NFL. Almost half the league makes the playoffs, or, or you know, the, more than they ever have. Fourteen out of twenty-eight, uh, thirty-two rather. So like, I, it's just that's a lot of teams that get into the playoffs. Uh, but I don't want to go down that road. When it comes to Bill Belichick, and like you called it a well, you called it a pivotable, but a pivotal offseason. It off is a pivotable. And it's just let's let's pivot right off a of bill and get that decision out of the way, and so to me that that's what they should do. And I just I don't want to sit here and go through another awful slog. And is he will he be here? Won't he be here? And like an awful slog with a new coach is a totally different thing. By the way, thousand percent, yeah, thousand percent. Like, if, like you're, if you're rebuilding something with a new coach and a new GM and it doesn't start off great, you get a little bit of a grace period for that. If it's year twenty four of Bill Belichick, what are you supposed to do? And, like, and you know you know one of the things you hear. And you hear this, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, the cow- you don't want to be the Cowboys who did Landry dirty. It was the right decision. Yeah, to- but they sucked the next year. Okay. Just, they- just to remind but everyone. So what? But and then, then they-, they were good. Then they won three yeah. out of four yes. Super Bowls. So like- but they sucked the next year. Okay, and I bet a lot of people were like, you're going to fire Tom Landry for Jimmy Johnson? You're going to go to college? I think the locker room felt that way. Okay, well, they were wrong. Everybody who felt that way was wrong. And you're wrong about this, too. Didn't so, they just honor Jimmy Johnson, just, too, by the way, just, a couple they, days this ago? Is, this is why I'm thinking They had of everybody it. out there, Emmett Smith. Ge- Jerry, Jones was so fake. Jerry yeah. Jones was so fake. Oh, you deserve it, and blah, blah, blah. I did like, he dropped a good, how about them Cowboys? Oh, yeah. He did drop well, that one. Cowboys fans will eat that stuff Mega, up in the same way Patriots fans will eat it up so when it happens here. Mego doesn't get it. She doesn't count. But he it's just like a pro wrestler. Like, such a long, perfect pause. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. So, like, oh, you can't. What, are you going to bring in some college coach to replace Tom Landry? Yeah. And guess what? They won three out of four. So, uh, uh, don't put Bill on that pedestal, please. Uh, 617-779-7937. John's in the car. Go ahead, John. Hey, uh, real quick, because I was thinking about this over the weekend. It's too bad there's not, like, a media writer in uh, in, in the city <laughs> of Boston who could write about all these uh, terrible uh, football reports and all these, like, Reporters going after each other about how their report's better than their other report. Sure. It's too bad that there's nobody in town that could write a, write about that. It would be nice. Uh, oh, or or maybe Chad Finn could just like lift my calls and transcribe my work, and then he'd have an article. So anyway, wait, so hang on. Uh, what? what I, can, I, can I just ask John? What specifically are you? What what's wrong? Yeah. Just specifically, what's wrong? What's incorrect? What's grinding? No, I think Chad. I think I think Chad Finn sucks. Okay, I don't think well, he. I, could, I, I think he. But when I think you he talk about, an accident about WEI. Yeah, when you talk about missing, the guess, reporter yeah. on reporter yeah, no, bitching, uh, agree. But right, what are you saying about the first part? Well, yeah, H- hasn't there been? Has I mean, there's been some like pretty terrible sports writing over the past year, specifically about all of the reports about Bill Belichick. The past couple of months, I've called about a few of them. They've been hilarious. Well, I've can we wait Tommy to see Cook. which ones pan out? And yeah, right. I what haven't if, seen. What if what if he gets fired? Then Curran's right. There is my point is my simple point is there is a media writer in town, Chad Finn, who hasn't written diddly poop about any of it. It would be hilarious to see him call up some of his uh, media writers and, and put them on the block once Fair. or twice. So but what? So what's your got, point about? I know he's got he's got more stuff to do. So All what's right, your point so about Kraft? Here's how Kraft is Kraft is going to mess this up because Kraft has Kraft has to make some decisions like quickly, and I have I see no way 
that Kraft is going to make a quick decision in terms of getting rid of Bill because he's going to want to get a one because he doesn't want to waste the money and give Bill money to be gone. Okay, so let's jump in on that. I kind of agree with this. Do you think you think Bill's getting traded? You still believe that? I think that it's silly not to try if you're just going to absolutely okay, Mego, fire Bill. Mego, you can't wake up on Monday after the season's over and start trying to trade Bill. Like this they, is they why needed, it's like... They the, needed to start doing that months ago. Okay, so I know that we got the report, which I have total faith in Mike Giardi's reporting that they haven't sat down face-to-face and talked about or had a meeting about Bill's future. Does that mean that the Crafts aren't talking to people and that Bill's not talking to people it, unilaterally? It doesn't mean that, but do you feel like that's going on? Maybe. Okay, maybe, but I, At but I don't. At different points of the season? Maybe it's they, going on, but I don't. Have they had conversations? I bet Bill is. I have, I, I have no faith that the Crafts are doing that. I bet Bill is working back channels to make sure he lands on his feet. I don't know about the Crafts. I am worried that it's just going to come down to the very, you know, basically on a Monday, uh, uh, less than a week from today, that they sit down and they go, Bill, your future isn't here anymore. Where do you want it to be? And it's like all the other wheels are in motion with everybody else, and here you are. Just trying to figure out a hundred things at once in the offseason. Yeah, and look, if the opposite happens and we wake up on Monday and Bill's been traded, well, then they had all their ducks in a row and bravo and we'll retroactively give them credit. That doesn't feel like that's what's happening to me. I hope that's what's happening. I, I hope they get something for him. I, I, I don't think they're going to get much, A. I think it could be a long, drawn-out process. Phil Perry's made this point at NBC Sports Boston. Like, it might behoove the Patriots to not try to trade him because of how long that will take, and they'll cut off their nose to spite their face. Right. There won't be anybody left to hire if they wait a month to, to try to trade him. I think that's what they're going to do, though, because they are going to try and trade him, and Bill's not going to agree to go to some crappy team. He's going to wait until one of the good teams fires their coach, and they're not going to do that until much later. I mean, Black Friday is going to come and go, and I don't think the Eagles or the Cowboy or any of these good teams, the Bills, any team that has you know a, a good record and is going to be in the playoffs but might have a wow. coach on the hot seat, that's not going to happen until after the Super Bowl. So, like, you know, you're going to have to wait. Well, then, <laughs> if, that, if that's how they handle it, they've screwed up. Like, to me, just move on. Just move on. Don't hold out for a fourth-round pick or whatever you're going to get. 617-779-7937. We'll continue with your feedback coming up. We have Dan Orlovsky joining us for his weekly appearance at 331. Here he is. Here's trending with Arcan. We'll get right back to uh, the Patriots and what Kraft is doing with Bill Belichick next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of Jones and Mego on W-E-E-I. What I've been told by, you know, people who know Bill and know the particulars in this, that, that number one, Robert Kraft is conflicted. Like, he doesn't want to have to make this decision. The other thing is, is that they expect Bill... Bill knows, and we've heard reports, including Mike Giardi at BSJ, who have who've said that Bill has told people close to him that he's un- he knows that his future here is cloudy at best. People close to Bill say that he is going to go in on the offensive, that he's going to have a game plan, knowing that Kraft is probably going to talk about you know an elegant solution, and what's Bill going to offer? 
and and is that going to work? Including, I mean, I think Kraft at his baseline, he would love to hear Bill say, you know what? I can't do the personnel side anymore. You know, I agree with you. This is why it's gotten here. So I'm open to X, Y, and Z. But I can't find anybody who thinks that type of solution is going to work out well for the Patriots at the end of the day. I can't see that happening, by the way. Bill just gives up being personnel, be personnel guy here. I can't see that. People have been floating that recently as another yeah, Bre- elegant Breer was solution, one, right? Breer said that over the weekend. Leaving the door I mean, crack open for yeah. that. I just want someone to explain to me how it would work. At what point does Bill get to step in and save a guy from being cut so or I, traded? I or, believe. And at what point does he get to step in and say, I have to cut this guy? Okay, well, I believe what Breer said, and that was Greg Bedard on NBC Sports Boston the other night. Jones and Mega with Arkan here on WEEI. We're scheduled to be joined by Dan Orlovsky at 3.30. He has to bump back a little bit, so 3.45. He's a busy man. He's got pancakes to eat off the floor. He's got shoes to sniff. Towels not to wash. So we'll uh, we'll get to that at 3.45 with Orlovsky. Brian Scalabrini at 4 o'clock. A little housekeeping issue there. But when it comes to the solution, the way Breer wrote it, and I'd have to re-familiarize myself, is Robert would have a personnel guy over here Belichick over there, they both answer directly to Robert, and Robert makes the final decision. That's how Breer set it up. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. And be so, like cutting a baby in half? I, I, what well, is happening no, he, there? No, how make, does that work? He'd make a pick. What do you mean? He wouldn't be cutting anything in half. He'd make a pick. He'd, like, he'd listen, and he'd side with one or the Bill other, and he'd choose. still in the draft room? Well, yeah. In the war room for the but draft. But if Robert says, I want that quarterback like he did, like like he did like with Mac then. Jones, he's going to do it. Okay, I, I don't think any of this is going to happen. So th- this is what I'm telling you. What's Bill's game? He's going to have a game plan. What's his game plan when he goes in with Robert Kraft? I, I have a theory, but I'm, I'm curious if you have one. I don't, and I really do. I have no idea how it will go. To be totally transparently honest, I don't know if he would go in some way hat in hand, which is how it sounds like he went at the end of last season. I, they had multiple meetings, according to Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick met multiple times during that first week. So basically what would be next week after uh-huh. the season ended and both acknowledged the changes that they needed to make. I don't know if that would be Bill's tactic this year or so Arkin, if he would just be looking for what is my parachute look like. Arkin, do you have a theory? I think he's probably going to walk in there. He's probably going to drop all six rings on the table. He's going to point around <laughs> no. at everything oh, and say, that's all he's no. dropping on you the know, table? You know, Robert, uh, <laughs> this is all here because of me. This is all a thing because of me. Let's not, you know, let's let's treat this yeah. situation the way it should be treated. You're not just going to brush I, me to the side. If I were Robert, I'd bat one of those rings off the table and be like, remember when you wanted to trade Brady after 2017 and Gronk? I kept him here and we won. So bat that one off the table. You only have five. You have an extra one because of me. Never mind me hiring you in the first place, Bill, so shut up. That would be my if that's how he wants to approach it, I'd fire him on the spot. Here's here's what I think the game plan could be. Robert, you for and I I maybe Curran said this, maybe Brewer said this. Robert, you forced me to hire Bill O'Brien and work with we were on the right track with Patricia and Judge. I know that seems laughable now. We were on the right track. You should have let him stay. Mac regressed. And by the way, you wanted Mac. You wanted Bill O'Brien. We should share some responsibility for this. So don't put it all on me and fire me. Let's share the responsibility. Bring me back. I'll make it right. Doesn't this... Okay, how does he make it right? Like, doesn't this okay. turn into a bitch fest of, yeah, so, this is your fault? No, it's actually your fault. I no, don't, you liked Mac after yeah, his rookie year? I don't think it'll work. And I think that would be a bad approach by Bill. But I, if he's trying to save his job, that that's my guess. We were on to something, Robert. You set us back. 
we we were you're the one who ruined Mac in effect, and so I don't know that that's going to work. But that's my guess as to how he would possibly argue it. We were better two years ago. You made me fire Patricia and Judge. If you didn't do that, we would have started at a higher point. Mac wouldn't have another offensive coordinator. Mac would have been better. We would have been better. Effectively, you're the problem. And so I don't think that would work, but I'm guessing that's Bill's game plan. I think Kraft would really bristle at that. Like that Bill would come in and have the gall to put it all on Kraft, What if it's true? Do you think it's true? That Kraft hired Bill, that Kraft hired Bill O'Brien? Yes. And had him no, forced- no, no. I, I agree with that, but I don't think that I don't think that they would be in a much better place if they had those well, offensive no, coordinators. I'm, I think the issues go back many years fine. before that. I'm not sure about that second part either. And that but they're if, Bill's issues. But if Kraft knows he forced Bill's hand this year, then maybe Kraft does Look, we were feel t- some shared responsibility. We were talking about this off-air yesterday. Chad Graff did a, a long summary in The Athletic that went up, I believe went live on the internet yesterday about just a summary of how Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft got to the point of a potential divorce at the end of this season. And one little nugget that he had in there that I did think was interesting was as far back as the beginning before the 2019 season, so Brady's last season, when they were making all these scrambling trades. Antonio Brown, Mohamed Sanu. That Kraft had already tried to appeal to Bill and saying, hey, don't you think, like, you know, the defense is good. Don't you think we should be paying a little bit more time, a little bit more attention to the offense and building out this foundation of the offense and spending more on the offense? And Bill didn't. So now we're five years later, and this is, I think, the fruit of that lack of attention over years and years. Okay, maybe. I mean, Bill also drafted Nikhil. I mean, these are bad picks, but, like, right. he, he drafted Nikhil Harry. He drafted Mac Jones in the first round. Like, you know, I mean, those are those are ways to at least address your offense. They were bad picks, but those are ways to address the offense. So what's Bill's game plan, and will it work? And can you go through another year of this, Patriots fans? 617-779-7937. Mike's in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Mike. Yes. Uh, in a year where Kraft was looking for the Patriots to show much improvement, Bill Belichick's offense on Monday of next week will be, we lost 12 games, but we were very competitive in 10 of them. In fact, almost won them. If I'm Kraft, I look him in the eye and I say, okay, any of those close games, do we win them if we have Jacoby Myers, Nick Folk? We don't go to Goodwill to get Laverius Lowe, Riley Reef, and Calvin Anderson. And by the way, we might even win them if once in a while you don't go up to Bill O'Brien and say, punt on fourth and one, punt on fourth and two, punt and play field position. That's that's what I say to him. Yeah, so he blew the season. So, Mike, I, I'm with you. Like, if Bill wants to just say, well, we were competitive in a lot of games, well, let's really put those games under a microscope. Did Bill have failed coaching decisions in those games? Did some of the other roster decisions come back to – Nick Folk's a great one. You know, Jacoby Myers is one we talk about a lot. This is one where I may look at Kraft over Bill and say, could you have won more games with Zappy by going to Zappy earlier? And I bet – I don't know this – I bet Bill would have. And maybe that's another shared responsibility for Robert Kraft where Bill says, look, Robert, you know, I wanted to move on from Mac after the Dallas game or the New Orleans game, and you wouldn't let me. And that's just a conspiracy theory of mine, but if that's the truth, then Robert Kraft's going to have a hard time saying, yeah, and you know what, Bill, you're, you're wrong about that because they could have won more one-score games potentially with Zappi. But, but if he does want to play that card, we were competitive and we were in close games, well, yeah, let's really look at what you – did this year, Bill, and I don't know that there's a lot of good. 
It's an extremely lame card to play. It, it goes against who he's been when he was successful here. So I wouldn't play it. I'd let that card lie. I don't know. Uh, Arkan, do you think that he's going to go in there trying to keep his job? Or yeah, is he going to be he's gonna trying, slap to, his rings down, trying to negotiate an exit strategy? I was sort of joking about the dropping his rings down thing. But I do think that there is sort of a, there will be sort of an air of that when they finally have their meeting of like, listen, I do have a plan. I know what to do. I know I'm good with this draft pick. We'll start over. I have a whole way I'm going to do it. It's going to be totally different. And you should trust me because, boom, rings. Look at this. And look at this big office you have. And look at all the stuff you have here that, you know, really launched you into what this team is and what this organization is. And you as an owner and your reputation, all this other stuff, you really have because of me, so you should trust me. I think. What if what Bill say. goes in with like a 40-slide PowerPoint presentation <laughs> and he's like, this is why I'm going with Jaden Daniels. Robert Kraft, like most 82-year-olds, will fall asleep. Robert Kraft, like most 82-year-olds, will fall asleep. Robert Kraft is like this. It's, Magic. It's, it'll be like, you know, an 82-year-old in the recliner popping on the Red Sox. He's asleep by the third inning. He's asleep by the 10th slide. Uh, Jonathan is in Randolph. Go ahead, Jonathan. Hi, guys. I'm... I think uh, Kraft is going to screw this up majorly, and you can always, already tell by the feelers of how after the Steelers win, um, there was that talk by like league insiders like Ian Rappaport, whatever, saying, "Well, if, if uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots can, you know, win out, you know, win these last bunch of games." Jeff Howe said, "Jeff Howe, Jonathan pause. said three out of four, and they can't do that now." But yes, I, I know the reports you're talking they about. Yep, they immediately lost, and they're two and four since there. But whatever. The amount of coddling for this 71-year-old megalomaniac who sucked for four years now is just it's baffling me. Does Kraft not realize? I mean, he does realize. I'm talking rhetorically. But does he not appreciate how he's Bill's boss? Kraft can make some mistakes and errors in judgment and personnel choosing Mac Jones when maybe Bill didn't want it. Well, I guess Bill's plan was to go with Cam another year. But, you know, whatever. Kraft can do that. Bill's his employee. Kraft can... This is not supposed to be this difficult. I understand the emotional attachment. I understand the 25 years now. But at the same time, the goalpost moving off from offseason to offseason, hoping to win a playoff game, hoping to make the playoffs, hopefully to be, remain competitive in the last four weeks, it all it, apparently doesn't matter. And Bill's coach for life, and Kraft is basically John Henry now saying, selling a brick, you know, bringing back, you know, old teams like visit Wally. It's a joke. That, so okay, it, it, it is would, a bit of a joke. I, I would push back. Like, it's so easy to fire Bill Belichick if you're Robert Kraft and you're looking after around this, the after stadium. After this year, Mega, it should be. I don't think so. Okay. I, because when you, when you get to this point in the, in the season and they've scraped out a couple of wins, he's looking around him. He's looking at his gorgeous video board that, in his lighthouse, but he's looking at Patriot Place. He's probably getting nostalgic, thinking about all of the success that they've had okay. and thinking about, well, how I, many times have, I said this have to let this guy go. That's how Bill got another year after last year. That I'm going to get for letting him go, like on a national level, there not here hyper-locally. There won't be a crap storm. People get it. I, I was listening to Get Up this morning. Like, half the panel's like, move on from Bill. I think people get it. The team sucks. And they were bad the year before. They've been bad three out of, He's wrong when he says four straight years. The team's been bad three out of the last four years. And they haven't been up to, like, their standards for, like, five years. Here's the other thing. Looking at what's next, and this is why I think that the, one of the reasons that the Crafts are so high on Gerard Mayo is how many coaches has Robert Kraft hired? Two. Carol and Bill. That's it. So don't you think that that is another thing where he's looking at it and going, also, he hasn't done this for a very long time? Maybe. Like, that is a scary prospect I don't to know. Him. Yeah, I mean, 
Maybe like it's he's afraid to you know uh, it's an old man afraid to go back out into the, yes, the, the dating world or something absolutely. like that. Well, he wasn't afraid. To well, do he that. was. No, no, no. So I, mean, I don't know. He shouldn't be all that afraid of it. I don't think. Uh, meanwhile, can I? I'm hear- just saying I don't think it's so easy as like inviting Bill in and okay. saying you're fired. But get so out. So many of, people look at it. Crap. So many people look at it that way where they're like, oh, Roberts never had to consider. He should have considered it last off season, and this should have been Bill's chance to prove that he still had it, and he doesn't. He's had a whole year to prove it, and he doesn't have it. They should have done it last offseason. They didn't. Now he's had this whole year. Now we're going to get to December, and he's going to talk himself back into bringing Bill back again? No, thank you. Can I hear a little bit of Bill today? Uh, Of course, he was very effusive when he was asked about any conversations with Robert Kraft. Have you had any conversation with Robert Kraft this week about your future with the team? Yeah, I'm looking forward to working, getting ready for the Jets here. Okay, so that's not a yes. Uh, Arkan, this other comment jumped out to you as well. Yeah, uh, now, this is just a little thing. Now, yeah. this this didn't really catch my ear, but I liked uh, I liked Arkan's spin on it. He was asked about some of the injuries on the offensive line. <laughs> that's how that started? I mean, that's how I started. <laughs> that's how his last I answer. Gar- 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 yeah, but that's how his last answer ended with that? Yeah, yes, of course. One more time? <laughs> <laughs> that one was a little hog-like. He's like, he's that a, one's for you, Bailey. He's not, he sounded like Mego yesterday. I know. Uh, let me. I'm better. I'm feeling a lot sound, better today. You sound much better today. Maybe Bill uh, has got some of the uh, whatever's going around. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the way we thought it would happen when we acquired some of the guys at the beginning of the year and then more, but that is what it is. Okay. Wow. What jumped out to you there, Arkan? It just, is what it is, not what we expected? It's just that they really put a lot of eggs in that Riley Reef basket, didn't they? I mean, that's pretty much the main thing that happened there, isn't it? Like, the Trent Brown, you knew what was going to happen with Trent Brown. You knew that from the very beginning of the season. I think everybody was sort of, uh, you know, had both eyes open with Trent Brown. But what's he taught? Calvin Anderson, Connor McDermott? No, it was Riley Reef. Riley Reef, who they spent like $5 million on. He was going to be your starting right tackle. He got cut from the Bengals. He comes here and he can't get on the field. Like, that's okay. So maybe the Riley Reef thing didn't go exactly how you thought, Bill, but maybe that sort of goes to show that, that wasn't a great plan at that position, which well, wasn't important. And one. like, oh, okay, so it's not what you thought would happen. So yeah. it's all good. It's yeah. like, oh, no, no, it's not what we thought. It just is what it is, not what I thought would happen. I, don't, I think. My- I think most people looked at it, and trust me, again, this is the second day in a row I'm saying this. I'm not exactly captain offensive line, but, like, I also didn't look at it and go, wow, they're loaded on the O-line. Yeah, I wow. Thought, I thought they had enough. Well, you Riley did say, Reed. like, essentially, who cares? No, I said, but, okay, but do you think their downfall this year was the O-line? I think it was a big part of the I struggling don't. quarterback play. I, I still feel that way. I also think it's why Ramondre Stevenson was slow to start The offensive line injured. is worse now with Zappi, and the offense looks better with the worst offensive line as the quarterback. I'm absolving back from his own struggles. But, like, but I do think the offensive line is part of the dysfunction the of plan, this offense. The plan at tackle was abysmal. And for Bill to just go, well, that's not what I thought would well, happen. Well, good news. They have yeah, a great plan for next year. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not what they've I got, thought They've happen. got plenty of tackles for next year. So, so many. They're in a really good place. So many in the system. You're going to love Joe Alt. Uh, you will. Uh, meanwhile, real quick, uh, Bill getting linked to all these jobs out there. Joe and Melrose has an idea. Go ahead, Joe. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, yeah, I think it would be really easy to trade Belichick. So, so you say you trade him to like San Diego for a first round pick, made a conditional trade. If he reports, you get a first round pick. If he doesn't report, San Diego doesn't have to give up any compensation. Then you just tell Bill, look, you've been traded to San Diego. He goes, I'm not going to go there. Well, you've been traded there. You can either go there or you can retire. 
Okay, so they have his rights. Maybe you play hardball with Bill. And he I, means Los Angeles. I have yes, I have a feeling yeah, that's Bill true. Bill did it with Gronk. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But like, I have a feeling Bill would get real litigious, and you know, he, he's he's not afraid to sue. And I have a feeling that that would get real ugly if you want to play it that way with Bill. Especially if the Chargers are like, yeah, yeah, we're going to pay you $10 million. Also, hang on. First round pick for Bill? <laughs> First round pick. Uh, let's talk to Dan Orlovsky. He, he heard a while ago where Bill wanted to go. Uh, and he's also been sniffing shoes and eating pancakes <laughs> off the ground. We'll get to Orlovsky from ESPN next. Sports talk in perfect harmony. Uh, Why? This is Jones and Meg Go. On WEEI. We're coming up on 4 o'clock here on Jones and Mego with Arkin on WEEI. Scheduled to be joined by Dan Orlovsky here momentarily. Uh, we'll also talk to Brian Scalabrini at 4 o'clock. Get his thoughts on where we started today with the Celtics. Our big question of the day. If the Celtics don't win a title, I think they will. Uh, what would stand in their way? Uh, we can get back into that with all your phone calls coming up at 617-779-7937. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. Arkin, it was it Josina Anderson who had the report yesterday that there could be a surprise firing in the NFC East. Yes, it was a tweet she had, but yeah, it was, uh, and I, I immediately thought she was talking about Dayball because okay. it wouldn't be a surprise if it's Rivera. But but, but she's she's who had it, right? Yeah, but so she's she, the one who had it. She but said it's there could the be a, NFC East. Yeah, okay. There could be a surprise firing in the NFC. East. So I'm with Arkin. That is, that's not. No one would be shocked by Rivera. He's gone. Like, that's, I, yeah, I, not ev- a surprise. Everybody knows he's out, so that wouldn't be a surprise. So now we've narrowed it down to the Giants, the Cowboys. And the Eagles. Cowboys doesn't make sense right now. Well, Cowboys, yeah. I think they'd wait till the end of the year. I don't yeah, think they'd have decided that no, no. today. Yeah. Well, right. But like if McCar- but Jerry Jones might have decided if McCarthy loses his first playoff game again. McCarthy almost blew them that game, by the way, the other night. Like classic right. Mike McCarthy. He's skating because everybody's focused on the refs. And I think most people now realize the Lions were trying to cheat their way to that win. It wasn't just the refs' fault. The refs didn't admit to their mistake. But the Lions were trying to cheat their way to that win. And they got caught effectively. Uh, you know, the ref, got, the ref got all screwed up about it, and the refs announced the wrong number, and the Cowboys didn't know who to cover. So, like, lost in all of that is that McCarthy almost blew that game by bombing it deep to Brandon Cooks on second down and saving the Lions 40 extra seconds. So, like, McCarthy could definitely lose his job. That would not shock me at all. I've been saying that for months. They win a Super Bowl, they go on some kind of deep run, fine. Maybe he keeps the job. Dayball would be, I guess, kind of surprising. but the I Gi- think that would be a surprise. The Giants fire a coach every other year. They've been doing that. Right, but They've been doing that for like four different instances of coaches or something They like were that. such, uh, I wouldn't say like Cinderella story last yeah, year, they, but definitely a happy story. Sure. And it would just, it, it, Dayball seems so well-liked there that I think that that would qualify as a surprise. That would okay. be my prediction because as you said, R- Rivera is not a surprise. And Sirianni, I just don't think it would Here's happen. the real answer. Sirianni. What? I don't think that would happen. Okay, well, I'm just telling you that would right. That's why it would be surprising, Mego, because okay, you don't think it be, would happen. That would be a shock. Okay, that'd well, be more than surprise. Well, that, that's why it would be stupefying. I, no one would be surprised at McCarthy. Everyone knows Rivera's happening. I personally don't think Dayball would be surprising. Sirianni, 
And that would be an interesting uh, one. Serrani, actually. If it were to ever open up. Uh, 617. Shane Spikeman. 779-7937. That, was that another Grunk, grunk mispronunciation? Grunk? Yes, it was. Grunk, as I try to make fun of Grunk for his pronunciation. Uh, we'll get back to your phone calls here coming up. But joining us, as he does each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mega with Arkan, is Dan Orlovsky on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Corcoran and Havlin Insurance. Visit chinsurance.com to learn more. Now, what? Where are, where are you right now, Dan? It sounds a bit noisy there. Where are you? Uh, I'm in studio, about to do live. Oh, so nice. We, uh, we just had to tape some commercials for the Wild Card Weekend, Laura and I, so we just got done with that. That's why I'm a couple minutes late, so oh, I apologize. No, no worries, no worries at all. So I did, I did want to start with this. So you're in the same – is this the same studio where you were eating the pancake off the floor, or is this a different one? No, that studio is in New York City uh, ah. in the Seaport District for Get Up and First Take. This is NFL Live. We're on campus in Bristol. So what have you been catching more more flack for there, uh, whether it's online or even, oh, I don't know, from your family about the, the pancakes and the, the shoe sniffing? What's been the, the more flack you've been catching? Uh, not a single thing from my family. Um, my buddy texted me today. He said, why are people making such a big deal? I found most people probably do it. They're just too concerned with what people are going to think about do them. What? Um, do what? I'm sorry. Most people like, do what? Eat, eat, pan- eat food off the board in some capacity. Like there's well, drop sure. food and pick it up. I, it's, I'm not going to sure. say I've never done Five that, but, I, rule. But, I'm, but not on national TV. I think that's maybe where people find it a little more uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I have four kids, so like eating a pancake off the floor is absolutely <laughs> nothing to me. Um, it's probably helping the like, immune system. The, the, uh, the, the shoe thing, like Molly while Stephen A is speaking, like took the shoe off and she's like mouthing it to me. Like, these are my new shoes. Yeah. These are the ones that Stephen A got me for the bet. She's like, they just brought them to my office this morning. And somewhere so Rex was like, shoes. come on. <laughs> well, no, I knew they were brand new shoes. So I know they're just going to smell like a brand new shoe. So that's why I was like, oh, I'll smell to see if, you know, like give people a little bit of weirdness or something. So oh, not, you were really that big a deal. Oh God. Yeah. All right. It's a brand new shoe. Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna save you from yourself. I didn't right know now. people made it was such a big deal to smell someone's shoe. Don't don't shame him for that, Mega. You don't have yeah, to save him for anything. Everybody has done it. Well, uh, I don't know about that, but Dan, as Guarantee a former as a former NFL quarterback, I'm wondering just looking as we look at the draft, and I want the Patriots to take a quarterback as high as they can. But if you take a quarterback, what is the next piece that you would look at with this particular Patriots team, which I'll remind you, okay, doesn't have tackles for next year signed. Would you look at a tackle or would you look at a receiver? No, you always start inside out. You always start with protection. The the simplest way to think about it is this. When you have a above average to elite offensive line, it makes everybody else skill position-wise, better than they actually are. Quarterbacks don't have to play nearly as fast. Wide receivers have more time to get open. When you have a subpar or below average offensive line, everybody else at the skill position is lesser than they actually are because they they don't have enough time to do things that they actually want to do. And so um, if we look at the history of football, the teams that have had the best lines of scrimmage and specifically offensive lines, those are the teams more often than not that are built the proper way. Dallas Cowboys are a perfect example. 2016, Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott has to go play for Tony Romo. They have one of the greatest offensive lines in the history of the NFL, and he gets eased into his NFL career just because the protection that he had was spectacular. 
What would you say, out of all the quarterbacks who are available and who are likely to get drafted in the first two rounds, Dan, which is the one that you think would be best suited to build an offense around? Not someone that you can, you know, throw into a good situation or bring in guy, you know, receivers like they did with Tua or something. A guy that you can bring in and then he's the he's the franchise. Which which quarterback do you think fits that bill the most? Yeah, I'm really high on Drake May from North Carolina. Number one, people need to not think of him as a quarterback who played at North Carolina. He could have gone to any school in the country. He could have gone to Georgia. He could have gone to Bama. He could have gone to Ohio State. His family comes from University of North Carolina. He's six foot four, two 230 pounds. He's going to run four or five. He's played thousands of snaps in college football. And he can basically go, in, go into and run any offense. So you have that traditional size that people love. Um, I, I think, like, if I had to pick only one, that would be the one. Caleb is spectacularly talented. You're going to have to get him to play in structure more. That's something that Drake does a lot better. Michael Penix and what he's doing at Washington right now, I think the, the two most important attributes that I love for out of a quarterback is Ball placement, like, you know, can you throw it away from defenders? No one is doing that right now at college like he is. And um, are you a great problem solver? And he is an elite problem solver with his pocket movement. So uh, those are two guys that I'm super high on. All right. He is Dan Orlovsky. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mega with Arcan on WEEI. Uh, Dan, we appreciate the time. I know you got to go make some more uh, TV magic. So good luck with that. And we'll talk to you next week. I appreciate you guys. All right. Dan Orlovsky has all our guests on the Harbor One hotline. So the only thing I would push back on, I mean, I just don't agree with him on the O-line thing. Okay, I'm pushing back on sniffing shoes. No, no, no definitely. That's I mean, not something that, how often have I asked you guys if I can uh, sniff your shoes? Never. Thank you. Last commercial break. <laughs> no. Even if you came in and you said, I got some brand new shoes, I'm not like... Oh, let me smell them because they're going to smell so like me, that. Let me prove I just, that. I don't believe like you. This I, just, shoe box. I just can't believe he did that to Rex Ryan, of all people, who was just sitting there begging mm-hmm. to smell shoes for years. And so, it's like, hey, Rex. Yeah, uh, I, I can honestly say I've never sniffed someone else's shoe. I don't believe. Maybe in like bat, maybe, maybe joking around in like high school basketball or something the like that. The bottom of a shoe to tell if they stepped in like a dog bomb. Yeah. Maybe. That's the only thing I could think of. But that would be your own shoe. It wouldn't be somebody else's shoe, Maybe right? Maybe if I'm, like, with my nephew or something. I see. I'm like, oh, before you get in my car, what I have ha- you been running through? I have eaten off the ground. I would, of I, course. I, I, I'm not sure I would do that on national TV. I feel like that's maybe maybe where I would have a... I could see myself doing that on national TV. <laughs> I've that done floor in the studio is probably stupid. clean. they got to make it shine every day, you know? Like, Yeah, I don't think it's very clean. Mm-hmm. I could I could be wrong about that, but I I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's super clean, Arkan. I have no clue. You, you want to eat off the floor in here? They clean this thing every day. You want to eat off the floor in here? I would not eat in here, but this is not a TV studio. <laughs> okay, it's true. Yeah. Um, it no, it was a TV studio. I Don't would, put that TV studio on a pedestal. I would push back on his offensive line commentary. The example he gave us was Dak. Of course you would. Okay, the example he gave us was Dak. That team lost their first playoff game. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes got to a Super Bowl with a terrible offensive line. Now, he needed the offensive line to put him over the top the next year? Fine. But, like, I would say, eh, it probably starts with the quarterback, and yeah. then all the weapons around, and then maybe somewhere along the line, the offensive line is important. But See, that's- you're, you're not alone in that because the Twitch chat was bringing up, oh, what about the Bengals? What about the Chiefs? And it's like, well, I do think that that is way more to I mean, do with the quarterbacks that you have there his, than anything his else. His example was Dak. That team lost the second they got to the playoffs. And I love Dak, and I was rooting hard for that team, and there's a lot of reasons why. It was a rookie quarterback in the fourth round. They drafted a running back. There were a lot of things I liked about that specific Dallas team. They lost right away. I would love to be able to point to the Eagles, but they've been in such a tailspin that it's hard to be like, well, but look at the tush push. Look yeah. at what they've done. It's yeah. like, okay, well, the last 
month has not been great. Cool offensive line uh, taking them places. 617-779-7937. That was quick with Dan Orlovsky. He was running a bit behind, uh, which we understand. And also, we're scheduled to be joined by Brian Scalabrini. He joins us next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.